762, a man jumped to the moon. In 491, Galileo made the sun. In 1287, was the first ever Kevin. In 1919, Martin Sheen became queen. Something's after going on. What's the crack with this thing? All kinds of carry on. Look what's after happening. Hello and welcome back to Look What's After Happening. My name is Colin Spress and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Killian Vermillion. Yes, uh, don't, don't, don't take that as a uh, legal admission of guilt. <laughs> when Colin said partner in crime there, that is merely a figure of speech. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. But uh, I will say that if any court cases do arise from the podcast, we have equal liability. Yes, uh, we have committed crimes together, but only crimes that are no longer on the statutes. They are medieval crimes. Uh, (laughs) There was one time when we committed witchcraft. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. I stole a drawbridge. You stole a drawbridge. (laughs) Accidental. (laughs) Inadvertent. Inadvertent stealing of a drawbridge. And um, there, of course, uh, was the crime of heresy. Yeah. Yeah. That one... We knew what we were doing there. Well, we did, yeah. We were like we were experimenting. It was a little, um, you know, a, a historical experiment. Uh, let's try heresy. <laughs> you, you tried once. You tried once. Yeah, you let's hear people forsake, talking about it. Uh, our Lord and Savior, and um, see if it's a bit of a buzz. Yeah, see what it's like. We built a, a false idol. That uh, was great crack. Filled him with um, sweets. Filled him with sweets, but it was solid gold. So we were hacking away at it. <laughs> For months trying to get those sweets out. I mean, that when we actually eventually got it out, turned out there was a little hole in it and the whole thing was full of ants. It was like a plague of ants. And we were like, well, we're going back to the Lord now because that he has sent a plague of ants after us. Yeah, very powerful, it turns out in the end. So yeah, no, that those crimes um, we are 100% partners for. Yeah. Um, and going forward, I just wanted to clarify that if we end up getting na- nabbed for any of the things we've done, you know, yeah, or so if we'll, we end up getting nagged for them. <laughs> we get nagged. Either way. Please don't nag us about uh, the crimes that we have committed. Yeah, like if you're going to come after us, come after us with some police. We yeah. understand, that's fine. Prosecute us, but don't annoy us. Don't oh, be God, no, God, no. totting at us or anything. Yes, I mean, that's that's been a bit of a... Uh, an issue recently. Yeah, well, you have you've that crowd that sort of gather every Saturday evening outside your house. I don't even know what it's about. They don't say anything <laughs> apart from just, tutting at they're me. They're so loud. They're, They've gotten very good at it. There's hundreds of them. Yeah. Coming up and just... And I, I'm like, what is it? I will I will change it if yeah. you want me to. What do you want me to do here? And uh, just tut, 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 tut. What I like about them... 15 is- minutes. Always exactly 15 <laughs> minutes, bell rings and off they go again. And they're, you know, happy as, happy as Larry. They're like, as Larry, well, yeah. they, they had a, they had a nice time. Happy as your Dr. Larry. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And um, they're, yeah, they just head off on their ramble. Well, I just, yeah, I wonder about this because this is, this has happened for the last couple of months and um, they come up and it, I think it's the same group that during December they do the kind of um, carols. And I just think they... They like to keep, like the Christmas carols. Yeah. I think they like to just keep something oh, going. the Christmas carols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> do yeah, the yeah, Christmas yeah, carols yeah. during December on the lead yeah. up to Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I just reckon for the other 11 months. That group that went around doing the Easter carols at Christmas. <laughs> absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, no, they just didn't get, 
any of the purchase they were hoping for. Nah. They were also no. muscling in on the, the other group. Anyway, but yeah. I, I think this is a way. These tutters that yeah. come up for 15 minutes at a time, I think they're, they're just... just co- keeping it going. Just well, just to keep the group spirit. together. Yeah. Somebody was like, do you know what uh, we could do? We could go around tutting. And um, they said, well, who are we going to tut? How about that fellow Killian Vermillion? Yeah. No uh, no debate on it. Just, no. yeah, Grant, let's go for it. And what I like about you is you go out every single week and you stand in front of them and you say, you just keep shouting, what? You yeah, know, and you're what? like, and you start throwing out some of the things, some of the abhorrent things you've done during the week. Yeah. Is it is it the is it the dog I kicked? Yeah. Is it the goat I kicked? <laughs> is it the donkey that I kicked? Is it the is cat it the- that I kicked <laughs> into an owl? Yeah. yeah. Is it the fact that I bought and paid for a petting zoo right beside my house so I can kick the animals? Yeah. Is there any of these things? Yeah. Yeah. And they they let you finish. Kicking zoo. They wouldn't allow me to call it a kicking <laughs> zoo. They were like, we've never heard of such a thing. I said, well, a petting zoo? And they're like, fine. Uh, but I pet with my feet. But I pet with my feet, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, and still no answers. You don't know. Maybe you're not letting them into the zoo. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe they... Because uh, they haven't reacted to any of the any of the kickings. I've been like, is it this and that? And they were, they just tut and off they go. Mm. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe they want access to the zoo. How do you feel about the fact that a group of the community gather together every week, put on like uh, neck to foot gowns and come to your door and tut? Yeah, ball gowns. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange one. Uh, how do I feel about it? I, I think it's nice, to be honest. Do you, do you think I, it's I think nice? it's nice to have a community spirit yeah. and an activity. And it, if it makes them happy, you know, I wish there was something I could do to assuage them. But, um, you so know. You don't mind the fact that you're the target of their ire. You're, you're just happy that the community has some sort of spirit. Well, I don't know what it's about. So, But it's definitely pointed at you. It's pointed at me. But, you know, there's nothing I can do to change. So uh, on we go. Grant, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't mind that I join occasionally? Oh, God, no. Grant. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, you're a single man. Well, that's it. There aren't too many outlets <laughs> yeah. uh, left to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been kicked yeah. out of the the kind of morning, uh, the Saturday morning uh, mass coffee that they do after. Mass coffee. <laughs> now, <laughs> is it like on ma- like a massive amount of people or is it... Um, it's a coffee Religious mass. mass. It's coffee during mass. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> coffee. <laughs> Just at the back. <laughs> yeah, they've a little cafe, a kind yeah. of glass fronted cafe at the back on one of the uh the wings of the church. Like a Starbucks. Yeah, kind of like a Starbucks. Just one of the franchises, yeah. Yeah, the North Starbucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, North Star, yeah, very good. Well, um so you're being kicked out of that way. Uh too much coffee. I got a little mm. boisterous diuretic. Uh, yes, a little boisterous and diuretic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, that's a, a rough combination. <laughs> it is big that's time. A rough so anyway, listen, I, I, there's yeah. a few places that I can go to and the Totting Group is one of the ones and I just sort of, they like me because I turn up and I'm enthusiastic. Yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you to do it. Good. Grant, Great. I just wanted to make sure there yeah. was no ill will. Um, but anyway, listen, we have a guest this week. We have a guest this week, yes. And this is the man that you found. Yes. Um, I hired uh, a certain gentleman now um, to go and uh, some of the members of my family uh, headed off to Australia. That's right. 150 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they took with them 
uh, one of our family's prized possessions. Yeah. So, and possibly just threw it in the ground or something. So I hired an archaeologist pilot uh, to retrieve it and bring it back to Ireland. So, right. well, so I'm, I'm interested about the archaeologist pilot bit, but we'll ask him well, about that. Well, let's find out. Yeah, yeah, his name is Magnus Kaibot, archaeologist pilot. <laughs> Magnus, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm well. Good morning. It's Is it morning over there? <clears throat> well, it's always morning somewhere. That's what I say in the archaeologist That's kind of your... Game. Right, okay. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's a catchphrase, but I yeah. would say that it's it's... It helps me in the sense that it, it, it lets me know that no matter how bleak, no matter how dark, yeah. no matter how piercing the night, it will always come at dawn. Part of your um, your kind of website where I hired you from says that you have three catchphrases. Is that right? That's right, yes. And as I said, that's not one of them. No. My three catchphrases are quite distinct from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll find them out as, as we go along, will we? Yeah. Did you want to hear them, Killian? I mean, I guess, we, you know, if we can hear them. Was that a probing question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if they're catchphrases, then we're certainly going to hear them. But uh, if you want to throw them out to us right now and commit to them straight away, then let's do it. <laughs> well, that's up to you, though, Magnus. I mean, that's not necessarily what we're asking. What's the point in having a catchphrase if you can't just throw it out there, Colin? Yes. Dead right dead right and you you do seem like you're licking your lips quite readily there like you you're really excited to get into them what order do you want to give us them in i might just try randomly okay randomly coming yes. in at position alpha better red than dead oh, oh right okay yeah it's an old one yes. it's not an original but i uh, i like to say it occasionally in an archaeology or pilot related Incident, I might say that perhaps if someone's died in the course of either of those professions of mine. So if they died, you're like, well, they should have been. They would have. They would have been better off if they were read. Would have been better off reading a book rather than involving themselves in some that sort kind of, of red aviation or or, or uh, archaeological. Yeah. yeah, they weren't cut out for the line of work that you do, and that happens a lot. Yeah, we. Uh, we chew through a lot of people in both these businesses. Really, there's a lot of people die. Oh, big time! You won't, you won't read this, and you may, you may not write this. But <laughs> uh, in both the piloting and archaeological games, the death toll is quite high. But in the crossover of the two, it's—I mean, every second person you know really right. is dead. Every second person you know personally is dead. Is dead. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's that must be harrowing, if you don't mind me saying, Magnus. Oh, it is, yes. And that um that goes to my second catchphrase, which is cry alone. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a catchy one. <laughs> yeah, I can see that that's that's the kind of thing you might hear in like a um just a jaunty sitcom, that sort of thing. You know, like the right, wacky yeah. character opens the door and says Cry alone. Cry alone. <laughs> you, are you saying that uh, to people who are crying or to yourself or when does that come up? Yes, I, I mean, I, I, say it's a, I say it's a catchphrase, but in many ways it's, it's much more of a mantra, mm. which I say to myself in the mirror. Right, right, yeah. I wake up every morning, over I look at myself, I, 
give myself a little finger gun in the mirror and I say, come on, come on, Magnus. Oh, cry alone. So, cry alone. so you, you're not crying and you're kind of willing yourself to cry. Is that it? Because you're alone when you wake up and you're like, come on, you can do this. Have a bit of a when I, when I When I see the mirror, I treat it as there's two Magnuses. Okay. You know, I could. So I, what I'll usually happen is I'll wake up. I'll be, I'll be just wet with tears. Right. Um, you know, half of everybody I know is dead. Yeah. God. Yeah. So I'll wake up and I'll, I'll come out. And but once I get to the mirror, that's the moment where okay, someone's watching. Let's dial it back. <laughs> and we cry alone. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to embarrass yourself in front of yourself. That's the worst person to embarrass yourself in front of. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, they've seen you. That's the thing. If you cry in front of yourself, you definitely know you've seen yourself cry. Other people, you might, you might be able to convince yourself, ah, they probably didn't see it, or they might just think I'm sweating. Yeah. But if you cry in front of yourself, they know. Magnus, is that why? Is that why you're holding a mirror right now? Is because you're just you're just holding yourself back from crying now. I'm, I'm a mirror held in the hand away from just a complete emotional breakdown. I'd say, Gosh. well, I mean, fair play to you. Fair play to you for sticking it out. Well, it's a harrowing life. The life mm. of an archaeologist slash pilot. I mean, God, you know, I mean, both I of them are high stakes. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it like that. Uh, I mean, pilot, if things go ro- so badly wrong that, you know, there's an accident, then you're probably going to go with it, you know? So then you wouldn't be dealing with too many bad situations. Any pilot who's like caused the death of a whole load of people, they, they're dead too. So they don't have to worry about it. An archaeologist, I mean, how, is, how are things going badly with just digging up some dirt? Well, it's the fusion of the two really that causes the, right. the dilemma. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you're trying to say, you know, take Ramesses, Ramesses the Ramesses the second. Any of them, yeah. yeah. We're talking 19th century Egypt, and you've got very delicate work sites. You've got temples. We're looking at things like we're going through Karnak, and you're going through that with a fine-tooth comb. But if you want to, say, try and dig up that same temple with a, <laughs> a spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. People are going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is true. So how would you do that? Are you like firing bullets at it from the sky or like bombs? Or are you just plowing it straight into the ground? Yes. What okay. I'll do is I'll, I'll go into what's called a dive bombing position. So I'll yeah. come straight down, straight down onto the side. And I'll usually strafe it. Right. Now, if you're firing both magazines down onto a work site, you'll generally uncover whatever is there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if, if anybody gets in your way. Yeah. 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 I mean, co- you'll cover it straight back up again with their dead bodies. And the thing is, you don't, you don't want to give anybody warning um, because if you do, then people, that's when you get smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when you get smugglers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would have thought... <laughs> Is it not? It, you didn't want to warn people because then maybe they might run off the um, the site and that might cause some of the artifacts some damage. No, you see, Colin, that's the exact... Therein, you've, you've, you've got the right problem. You just identified the wrong outcome. I see, uh, it, I see. You know, you're on the right track. So if I say, go onto the site and say, look, I'm going to be diving a... I'm going to be diving a stucker down on this thing and just blowing the whole thing apart... <laughs> 
everybody's going to run away. You know, you got you guessed that right, Colin. Sure. The trick is that you then have an unguarded dig. And that's when you start getting grave robbers coming in, right. pilfering what they could carry and then also yeah. making off with it. So much better to say, hey, everybody, the, uh, I just need to go to the loo. Mm, yeah. And they go, oh, well, uh, don't fall in or some other joke, here. you know. Yeah. And then you're gone for like a while, presumably to go and get the plane. You have to fuel it up. And Do you give them a kind of a uh, little bit of a warning? Like, and I've really got the shit, so I'm going to be for a while. <laughs> yeah, so. as I'm feeling quite ill. Um <laughs> That breakfast isn't agreeing with me. And I say, are you all right? Are you all right, Magnus? I say, I'm always all right, you know. And then I go and yeah. I get into that Ooh, plane. That sounded like a catchphrase. I wish it were. No. I wish it were. But yeah. it's not, no. No, the, the third catchphrase, it'll surprise you. I'm sure, I'm sure it will. So you go get the plane and you uh, strafe the area. It's oh. best to strafe. And what I also normally do is I'll strafe the staff area as well. Why is that now? <laughs> Just to be safe, is it? No there might witness. be smugglers in there. There might be something <laughs> yeah. underneath that area. Oh, how many artifacts have you destroyed with bullets from a plane? More than you'd think. I would say a lot. So more than a lot. Oh, yes. But <laughs> less, less than certainly would have me removed from the Archaeological Society of Australia. <laughs> wow. Right. Well, yeah. I'd say they're probably running short on staff at this stage, are they? So, I mean, they probably want to keep as many as they can. I think perhaps there's a sort of romanticism that exists mm. around our profession. And in many ways, I, I feel like my sort of devil-may-care devil -may -care attitude towards it. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I think you went through just a little bit of turbulence there. Yes, I just went through the temple of Ramesses the Third. Ah, went through it, right through the walls. Yes, yeah, so we lost you there for a second, but you're back now. So you're in a plane right now. Uh, we should say I'm always. I like to think I'm always in a plane, or at least the plane's always in me. Right. Is that the shrapnel? A bit of that, yes. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I also like to have just a tiny sip of aero fuel every morning, just to keep me on my toes. Oh, nice. The, the doctor says it's making me very ill. I was going to say, your, yeah. your, your skin, because we have a video feed, your pallor, it looks, um, you look kind of somewhere between like green, lime green and like a, like a lemony yellow. You look mm. like a lemon lime. Yes, it's, uh, it's true. I... I do have a, a, a sort of soft drink-esque pallor. Mm. <laughs> you do. Is that a kind of black sludge that's leaking from your mouth? Ah, yes. Can't <laughs> seem to stop the stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not but, tobacco or anything. It's not like a chewing tobacco. This is uh, some sort of a, a byproduct. Wish that it were. Oh, mm, okay. Mm. Of, of apparently the consumption. Yes. Apparently my stomach is, is absolutely <laughs> just... Eaten away. How often are you at the doctor? I go, I'd say once a week, you know, yeah, the ordinary yeah, amount. Just in, and every time he begs you to stop drinking aerofuel. Yes, 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 every day. They say, you know, there's no reason for you to do this. And clearly your body doesn't like it. Mm. And I don't see what benefits you're getting from it. And that's when I say, and this is where the third catchphrase comes in. Uh -huh. Never stop because the exports want you to. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like did that. you say did never stop? Never stop because the exports. I did say exports. So are you, yeah. uh, maybe this is what it is. Is it that you're you're pilfering some of the Australian government's uh, exports? Is that what you're getting, how you're getting your fuel? Look, I, I don't know what your, what your, I want to say, listenership is, but just in case there's any Australian government officials listening, no. Mm. No, I'm not pilfering government exports and trading them under the guise of an archaeologist slash pilot. That would be ridiculous. It would. Big but wink. just between you and I. Yes. Here's, yeah, still winking. Yeah. Big, big time. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll have to beep that. But yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, so is this a kind of thing like you're you're testing the product before you sell it on. Is that the idea that you're, you're selling it to people and they're like, I don't know where you're getting this jet fuel. I, how, do, how do I vouch for its quality? And you're like, well, watch this, and you down a shot of it. I wish that were it. I wish that were it, because <laughs> then at least, then at least my, my doctor would say, okay, I, I understand this. But no, yeah. I just like having a little... Having a little tibble of jet fuel every day. Keeps so, you on your toes. So, sorry, what are you taking out of Australia? Um, exports, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but they're allowed to leave Australia, aren't they? They're oh, exports. yes, but usually, usually in the hands of some sort of mercantile group or merchant navy or, or somebody who's been tasked and paid with the taking of that export. What I usually do is I'll see a sea, say, out there in the in the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. I'll see a ship, you know, and it'll be out there. And I'll just, same thing again, I'll, I'll normally, I'll say, oh, I just need to go out to the toilet, <laughs> everyone. I've, this sea is making me awfully, you know, giddy or what have you, yeah. nauseous. And they'll say, well, he looks sickly. I mean, there's black mm-hmm. liquid coming out of his mouth and things. So that's, <laughs> you know, in many ways, it's a helpful aspect of drinking jet fuel every morning. Sure, one of the few. And then I'll, what I'll do is I'll go and get in, say, a sock with camel. And then Are I'll come down. Are you on the boat? Are you started <laughs> on the boat? In this case, yes. How, how did you get <laughs> in the boat? <laughs> well, normally it's... Did you just arrive and say, I've got to go to the loo, and then head off again? They're like, who the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that, that whole conversation happens on the docks. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be just finishing loading <laughs> and they'll be, they'll be checking the manifest or what have you and getting ready to go and I'll, I'll come up to the gangplank and I'll just walk straight up and I'll say God that, this seasickness is really making me giddy and I'll just duck off to the loo yeah. and because it's such a long time nobody ever comes to us but in the meantime I've gone I jumped in a sop with camel yeah. and then I'll come down and I'll just absolutely mess it up you know and I'll fly out I'll gun the bridge and I'll come around for another pass and I'll just strafe the deck. Yeah. And, um, they won't be expecting that. No, no, no. And no. usually the, sh- the, the ship will kind of keep keep on plugging for a little while. Um, you know, they're, <laughs> they're sort of, a lot of their systems are automated, yeah. but they can't fire back at you. So I'll just take my time and then I'll go on board and I'll sort of, I'll usually have a pistol and if anybody's wounded, I'll just dispatch of them. And just check everywhere just to make sure everybody's good and dead. Yeah. And then um, I'll take, say, three or four sacks <laughs> of barley. <laughs> oh, barley. Wow. How did you land the plane on the boat? Yes, yes. That's tricky. 
oh, it's one of the most dangerous things you can do in flying. Yeah. But it really depends on, you know, how highly you value the plane. And mm. I can get another one. <laughs> but how would you get out of there? Well, not, not, certainly not from the, the, the bridge you just shot up. I'm assuming there aren't too many workable planes by the time you're finished. Always have a second plane. <laughs> <laughs> right. That seems like maybe some sort of pseudo catchphrase. Mm. You know, it's almost mm. like maybe not in your top three official. It's a life maxim. Oh, oh yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Classic life maxim. I did see that section on your website, actually, the life maxims, yeah. I'll go down to the container, which I've had put onto this ship. Right. Freight. I'll yeah. open it up. And what yeah. have I got there? It's a second Southwest Camel. And then I'll <laughs> pop the wings on it. Yeah. Get it fused together. And then yeah. off I fly. How long does it take to put that plane together? <laughs> I was going to say, you're there for a couple of days. <laughs> it's a while. But you see, no one's coming looking. No. I'm on a... I'm on a ship that's not due into Hong Kong for three yeah. months. Just no. I mean, they're not going to look for you, but they might go looking for the giant uh, freight liner that's gone silent mm. in the middle of the Pacific. Oh, no, because you see, I've, I've the, whole, the whole three days I'm going in, I'm, I'm working the ship, I'm keeping things oh, humming along. And yeah. You're, you're replying to all the family correspondence. Mm. Yeah, just generally checking in to say, <laughs> oh, how is how, you know, how's, yeah, how's Auntie Nora? Doing? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything's tip top here. Yeah. Clear skies, sailing, and then maybe just deliver some of the cargo to the port to the destination ports. Oftentimes, just so they, I will. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, just, so just to keep up the ruse. Yeah, yeah. Go in. I'll I'll do it. I'll, I'm you know I'll I'll trade off some of the th- of the cargo and unload. And I say, gosh, there's only one of you. I say, no, no there's a whole bunch. I do a sort of middle Mrs. Stout fire style thing. Oh right, I'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. In and out and hello, just, <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> just together. the cream pie part as well. That's all you have because you don't obviously you don't have any masks or wigs or anything. You just yeah. slap some cream pie in your face. Yeah, have a cream pie. <laughs> Robin, have a cream pie. Fine, cream pie that you shipped in one of the crates as well, just so that you'd have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to make sure it's. I leave that in the pilot's seat. <laughs> all right, yes, yeah, smart. Yes, yes. So it's a, um, it's a living. It's, yeah, it's a living. It's yeah, classic. People say. People say, you know, why don't you put Merchant Mariner as part of your title? Mm. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. You'd have to have, uh, you'd have to add extra surnames or something. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. To rhyme. Magnus Kaibot, um, you know, Surrey Surrey Manchmont or something like that. Mm-hmm. Searchy Manana. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'd have to. I mean, and then it's a triple barrel name, and then I'd have to find people with those last yeah. names, and I'd have to you'd marry have to, them. Yeah, exactly. That chances of that. Uh, speaking of which, how is your marriage to Miss Kaibot? Because it, it, I'm assuming it was just a marriage of convenience, and you took her name. Uh, yes, when I became a pilot, I um, I decided before that my name was Magnus Biologist, and. I, I decided to buck the trend of becoming a biologist, become an archaeologist. Very difficult to do, I'd say. I've never heard that where, like, you know, you have some surnames which come from a profession like Smith or Cooper or something like that. I've never heard biologist as, as one of them. Mm. No, not common, but it's a, it's a name. <laughs> but it happens. I guess it does. Yes, it yeah. does happen, yes. Yeah. It's a crazy world that we live on, you know. Oh, you can't take for granted. You, you oh, can't no. take for granted the life we lead. Um, no, because at any point, someone might do a dive bomb out of the sky. Strafe you to bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I was going to ask just before, because like I know you were saying that one of your main techniques for your digs, your archaeological digs, is that you sort of strafe and you empty both magazines into whatever you're uh, discovering. But um, sometimes you like to do it old school as well. So you'll have your kind of your brush and your pick and you'll flip the plane over and you'll stick your hands out of the, the window and you'll... Tr- yeah, you'll just try and do a quick little brush as you fly by, like a real low flyby. Yes, it's just, it's one of the more dangerous stunts in That's, piloting. Yeah. And particularly if you're flying something like a tiger moth, which mm. has you know another set of wings above you, you have to get quite high above the plane to be able to touch. <laughs> it's a biplane. Yes. Jeepers. And even just uh, the, the Spitfire... I mean, the propeller, how far does that reach? You know, you're going to have to reach further than the propeller, otherwise you're just going to yeah. crack that off the ground. You, one cannot forget that there is, uh, of course, the tail fin. Oh, um, oh yes. It's, it's brought Did me you forget? many a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'd say there's some funny stories about that. Uh, yes. Uh, I was on a dig in Greece, um, um, and... We were we were taking out a um, an old Delian a Delian League temple or Delian, a temple built during the the age of the Delian League. Mm. Uh, I believe it was a temple to Artemis, uh, from recollect if I recollect correctly. Right, yeah. And we were we were all having a good time. I was with some good friends. Yeah. And, um, you know, the temple was coming along splendidly. We'd uncovered an annex with some extraordinary stuccos, and I was looking at it. and wow. I thought, gosh. God. You know, I'd like to do this <laughs> slightly quicker. You're just slightly, <laughs> just slightly quicker at speed yes. without any of the precision. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I said to everybody, I said, "Gosh, you know, I, I, I those those Dalmatis we ate earlier are really making me feel quite sick." You know. Yeah. Um, and and you'd look to other people. You'd check in with other people as well. You'd be like, "Did you feel that?" Yeah, I say, "Did anybody? Did, maybe it was the Saganaki. Is anyone <laughs> feeling the Saganaki? Making you feel a bit sickly?" And these were good friends of yours. Some of the best. So presumably they knew your usual tactics. Were they kind of? Well, no. Oh, they didn't. If if you leave witnesses, is it archaeology? You know, you know that expression: "If a tree I falls know. in I the forest, I heard and no one's heard that one. to hear yeah. it." Yeah. You know, did it happen? Mm. It's sort of a similar way to how I live my life. You know, if an archaeologist shoots, you know, say 12 other archaeologists <laughs> with a plane, <laughs> but, but, but nobody's around to see it. Yeah. Did it happen? You know, uh, and well, that's yes, that's that's kind of how I live my life. Yeah. No witnesses, basically. No witnesses. That's, I guess, I guess that's a kind of vulgar way to think of it. Sure. Um, a more poetic way might be, you know, no one is left to remember. Because mm, you've mowed them down. Mm. Except you and your <laughs> mirror image. And a couple image. of passes. Yeah. Just me. This is where it comes in. Cry alone. Cry alone. Smart. Uh, and ensure that by making there's n- sure there's no one else around to cry. And you have to bury the bodies very deep. Because you see, it, you, often you're at an archaeological site. And yeah. that's a place where people will want to dig. Do you ever oh, just see. claim yeah. that they're bodies you've just discovered? Once. Yeah. Not a mistake you'll make again. No, I was in Germany and 
um, we were uncovering an extraordinary Celtic find. Mm. Um, it was probably pre-Roman. It was very hard to tell because a large chunk of it had been destroyed by gunfire. Right, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and there were three of my really good friends and colleagues, archaeologists yeah. all, and I said something about uh, I didn't really agree with the Bockvost or something, <laughs> you know. And... Uh, you know how it happens. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, different, do, yeah. different cultures, different cuisines obviously has an effect on your stomach. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I said to them. I said, I don't know, maybe the levovost or something. I don't know. I don't have that mm-hmm. much Anything. vitamin A in my diet usually, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and anyway, I went through the whole process. I strafed the site and then I mm-hmm. went through and mm-hmm. um, um, my good friend Mark, he was still alive actually when I got down oh. um, from the plane. So, in, Memories. You just you take whatever you have to hand and you you finish him off. <laughs> <laughs> and you all you had was just like a like a soft plush toy from the local souvenir shop. Yeah, it was quite quite a brutal thing. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't imagine it's how Mark would have wanted the dig to end, but <laughs> there it or is. His life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yes. I suppose that as well. But then I um, what I did is I. Uh, I I dug the bodies in about the site, the bottom of the site that we'd worked out. We'd gone down to a near bedrock level. This is pre-Roman times, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And so I've taken that that shaft down about thirty feet, and I've covered it over. and And as happens in archaeology, you know, another team was obviously set out after the police had investigated it, mm. and. That team were going through it and they found the bodies. And mm. I then had to go, gosh, look at these, you know, these are ancient man. They've <laughs> 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 been pre-Roman, pre-Roman, and they've mm. been so well preserved. Incredible. Mm. They look like they're still in the, still in a case of putrefaction. <laughs> and Still got biros in their pockets. Nobody was really buying it and things got quite tense and so what I just did is I said gosh this you know the side of these half rotting corpses is really <laughs> making me sick <laughs> and what is one of my maxims always have a second plane off always I went in I yeah. got up I went into the sky and yeah. bang 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 you know, strafed the shit out of us strafed the absolute shit out of it yeah but it's kind of like um What's I love Lucy and the pies coming out of the machine at that point because you're just going to get another archaeological team coming along, and yes, it, this is why in that case I just I after I, I took another spin around and I thought you know I had that same thought I was thinking of that very exact same I love Lucy episode yeah and just thinking you know this is just going to be a fast in the end of things so I dropped a twelve pound bomb on <laughs> <laughs> yeah just get it done. Yeah. yeah, and it was a devastating loss to the archaeological world, but yeah. I I got out relatively unscathed. Yeah, wow. And you have to right. make sure that relatively. there is no one around to remember. That's that's one of the things you have to do, unfortunately, in your line of work. Mm. Um, and if that well, means having to go to the university that's organising the digs, and you know, take out the odd professor, and then the yeah. people who approve the plans for <laughs> a dig, and then. The, the various academics who were involved in, you know, oversight like around ethics and then also, you know, people who are responsible for finance. And, you're, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you're looking at, and then the people who know those people. Yeah. It becomes a 
process. (laughs) This is why I I studied archaeology. Archaeology, because, you know, this is what we say in archaeology school. We say once you can work your way all the way back to the base level of strata, everything above that is so much easier to classify. So, you know, in the same way that walking through and, and murdering, I don't know, 112 academics say, is not is not so difficult when you know that the very base of that all is that you need to be able to keep living your life. Mm. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's the strata from which you, you're building. That's yeah. the base, yes. Um, yeah, well, I suppose, I mean, I was going to ask you about it, but I guess we kind of have your feeling on it. What do you think of the kind of the systematic erasure of all of the archaeological experts across Australia, but also in the US seems like a lot of them are, are starting to f- fall one by one. It's a real, it's a real mystery to me. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, public, publicly I'm, I'm shocked and I've sure. lost a lot of good, good friends mm-hmm. and colleagues. Yeah. But, you know, you have to cry, cry alone. Yes, you do yes, have to cry along. Definitely. Right. Well, Magnus, I mean, uh, I hired you uh, to retrieve that artifact from Australia. Did oh, yes. you manage to find it? I did indeed. I've got it right here in the plane with me. Fantastic. Great. My great, great uncle's Wellington boots. Exactly, yes. Um, oh. And they still, still had them on, would you believe? You found his body as well. Oh, yes. Or at least I, well, was it his body? Very hard to tell. Not much left of him, was there? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the, it could have been his shins. <laughs> um, would you would you say that the the Wellingtons um, that they're in good shape? Are they kind of still watertight? Would you say extraordinarily good shape? Yes. Mm. I don't know. You know, I'm assuming this is late 18th century mm. vulcanized rubber. Um, which I would have assumed would have broken down in the grave, but it's ex- extraordinarily well preserved. Wow. I think he must have waxed them, perhaps. Mm, um, right. I don't know if that's a family trait to wax a Wellington boot. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, we we would all do that, yeah, yeah. Um, not just for preservation, um, just uh, for surfing on them from time to time, you know. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You've reduced the, yes, I see. You know, that makes perfect sense. So how did you find him? How did you go about it? Well, Killian, it was actually quite easy. <clears throat> you, you'd given me the address of the, uh, <laughs> the property at which your, yeah. your family had lived. Yeah, they, 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 they would send letters back. And so I was like, well, we've got these letters with a return address on them. So it might be from there. So I went along to the household. I knocked on the door. I said, hello, my name is Magnus <laughs> Kaibos. I killed this pilot and we, we, they said, oh, would you like to come in for tea? And I said, yes, please. And I went in and we had a cup of tea and I met the new family who lived there, the Durswins. Right. And the Durswins, they were wonderful people. Yeah. Um, could, couldn't, absolutely extraordinary of that sort of generation of Australians we see so so little of now, just so open-hearted and kind to the to the iterant traveller. Lovely. Wow, and, oh, and invited lovely. you in and you broke bread around the dinner table with the family. I mean, it seems like a really, like, generous family here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I said, look, you know, I've, I'm, I represent a, a man named uh, Killian Vermillion from Ireland. He's searching for his great-great-grandfather's Wellington boots. 
And I don't suppose you could direct me to the family cemetery, which I understand is here on your property. And they said, we would be delighted. And they took me out to this beautiful hill that had an extraordinary vista over um, the northern hills of the, of the South Australian hinterland. And it was a stunning day. We were looking down upon the sea. There was a copse of casuarina trees gently swaying in the breeze behind us. And they showed me these family graves. Mm. Um, they had had added to it over the years, as you can imagine, and the great-great-grandfather's mm. grave was there under a cenotaph. Um, it was all so immaculately kept, and I was quite moved Beautiful. by yeah. the idea that a family could so cherish those that they had never known, but that mm. they had that connection of blood. Because mm. the, the Dershwins, they had told me that they were descendants of the Vermilions and you know, really? various they, marriages. Oh, right. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I think technically um, Isadora Dershwin, the matriarch of the household, would in fact be some sort of cousin of yours. Right. There you go, Gillian. Amazing. Oh, God, I must, I must get in touch. Oh, well, don't rush out. Uh, well, I think, well, I don't know. I was just going to say that, you know, it's if your family's over there, you you might want to just get in touch yeah, with I'd them. Yeah, lo- I'd know. love to talk to them. Well, you see, as we stood there... It the, would the almost wind, be wind. worth more than the Wellington Boots, you know, to, to find yeah. family members over there. I mean, <laughs> forget trem- the Wellingtons. Yeah. That's great. That's even... That's even better. No, news. this is a tremendous gift yeah. that you've given him here, Magnus. Like, mm. well, I, I, I feel indebted to you. I can only imagine what Killian feels. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, let's just say this. You know, those Wellington boots are still pretty good. <laughs> oh, yes, certainly, certainly. If you had nothing else, they'd yes, be a I mean, pair but, of boots to have. But yeah. now you do. But we you have do. so much more, so yeah. much more. Like before well, knowing that you have so much more, I mean, the Wellington boots would have been a fine prize. Great. Yeah. But now that and you even, know. Even now, though, they'd be great, I imagine. Sure. Yeah, even now, I don't know what even now has to do with it, but, but they, they're great. Uh, well, look, so if I can finish, if I can complete the, the scene for you. So Sorry. as we sat there atop the hill and. And the um, the wind sort of rushed through the casuarinas and the moon began to rise out over the sea as the sun slowly mm-hmm. drifted down. Mm-hmm. And we we all looked out upon that new dawn and I just thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that tea, is that tea disagreeing with anybody? Yeah. And they said, no, no. I said, oh, no, that tea, the tea really is. That bread we broke, I don't know, it just seems to... Not sitting quite right. Unusual tea and bread wouldn't normally cause any kind of stomach upsets. But well, and you know, here's the trick: is it? I was completely unaffected because that was a ruse. Uh, because what I did then is I, I went down the road and I, yeah. I got into a, a Stucker B two nine bomber, right, right oh. bomber, and I just sort of circled back around. And I saw the family there, and and the moon was rising up, and the, the sun was setting, and. And they were all there just sort of, I, I don't know, I, I like to imagine, for me to sleep easy, I like to imagine worshipping Satan. But <laughs> I don't think that that's what they were doing. They were probably, probably not joining likely. Hands, yeah, joining hands in song or something. But yeah. 
you know, maybe they were singing in tongues. They might have been happy to find out that they have family back in Ireland. Maybe they were happy about that, as happy as you yeah, are yeah. now. We'll never know, though, because <laughs> I dropped a, a 12-ton bomb on them, oh, a 12-pound uh, bomb on them, yes. And wow. then I, I strafed, I strafed, <laughs> I'd say, seven times. Just for... Just for one for each member of the family, was it? For luck. I had I had, I had a lot of ammunition, and you know, <laughs> they. If I if I return ammunition, then the rental place is really they've got money for free, you know. <laughs> right. So you pay for the ammunition before. See, it's part of the rental. Yeah. Kind of like paintballing. What kind of rental place is this? I've never heard of this where you get ammunition with an old. World War Two bomber. Margaret Davies, vintage plane hire. Oh, right. you've got a card there. You just lifted up a card. That was ready to yeah, go. Wow. And Margaret, she's she's one of the best. And yeah. she's got all sorts of planes up until 1957. Incredible. After that, she doesn't, she doesn't really go in for them. Mm. What happened in 1957? I think she lost someone in a mm. plane. Oh. In a plane issue. And so she's only... She's blamed all planes since then. Yeah. But pre that, she still has quite good relationships. With yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Because it would be, definitely it would be the fault of a plane pre-1957 rather than the plane from 57 onwards. You know, it definitely wasn't a plane from 58 that killed someone in 57. So it's weird that... Mm. No, but you see, but, it's, that, it's that association, you know, the sure. plane betrayed her in 57. And yeah. so every plane after that, she sort of colludes with them in the same way, like the fall of the Roman Empire, mm. you know, or the, sorry, rather the fall of Caesar, you know, Brutus pre pre betrayal, you know, you're kind of barracking for the old guy. But after that, <laughs> all of the all of the sort of senators of Rome, you kind yeah. of they've got a, they're all been tarred by the same feather. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless. um the person who died was some kind of test pilot. There you go. Maybe. Jet engines, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Chuck Yeager. Yeah, never know. Never know. Can I ask, so are we, we're definitely sure that you obliterated what was left of Killian's family in Australia? Is that what we're just... If, if they survived what I did, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a miracle in itself. How did the wellies survive? I'm very wax. good at what I do. Yeah. I'm very good at what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, the there's wax no doubt certainly would have The helped. wax probably helped, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you landed the plane, got out, got the wellies. You got into your second plane, isn't that right? You always have a second plane. Always have Went a back second up. plane, see? <laughs> Went back up. Emptied the magazines. Emptied the magazines. Because <laughs> otherwise, you know, Margaret's getting that money oh, for free. That's cash in hand for and then I landed on a small tugboat that was taking uh, a shipment of grain um, just across to a to a export vessel, and um, you know the rest is history. Yeah, the circle continues. Say, I, I think your uh, life maxims are getting a lot more airing than your catchphrases. I mean, we haven't heard "Better Red Than Dead" in quite a while. I can't really remember what the first one was. Better Red Than Dead was the first that one. That was the first one. Better Red was yeah. the Never first Cry Alone one, yes. or Cry Alone. Never Cry Alone. Cry Alone. Cry Alone. Cry Alone. Sorry. Cry Alone. And then, of course, there was Don't Stop Until the Exports. Don't Stop <laughs> the Exports. Because the Exports tell you. Yes, that's right. Exactly, yes. Uh, well, right. you're on your way to Ireland. Um, so we'll see you soon, uh, I guess. Um, you're not going to... 
You didn't give him your address, did you? Well, I, yeah, I mean, he has to deliver the wellies. You're, I mean, we could have met him somewhere, though. You shouldn't have. But look, if you're if you're worried about being strafed by yeah. a plane, you needn't worry. Mm. You need. You Why? needn't worry. Why is that? Why is that? Well, unless your house is on an archaeological dig. No, nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. You have absolutely it's nothing to worry It's just an old, about. old house that the land has been in my family for generations after upon generations. Yes, and, and there's the crypt. Mm, yeah, oh, no, I don't think so. Crypts, you say? Mm, yeah. Well, the, uh, it's, well it's, a, it's, a, it's a very new crypt. <laughs> I would say it's only like a thousand years old, so I wouldn't worry about that, no. We've already been through the well, whole thing. Well, the new thing. crypt there's is no, on top of the grounds of the old crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's probably a couple of crypts below that. No. Old crypt, multi-layers of crypt, eh? Mm. Ah, listen, it's already, we've already taken everything out of it. Uh, we just keep like an uh, old washing machine in there now, so it's not An really... old washing <laughs> no, machine, No, I sh- Not that old. Are you, I can hear. There's a... Well, are you close? Is your house sort of like a two-story grey stone building with about... Five windows to the that's, north wall. Yeah, or the be, that floor. sounds about right. Grounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. A giant sort of well out the back. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I might have to drop in for something to eat. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Come on by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Magnus, um, it's it's been great getting to know you here on the podcast, and we'll get to know you more when you come in for some food. Uh, very plain. Very simple food, I'm sure. Some uh, water, maybe. Some water. Let's just hope it agrees with me. Dry toast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I might head home, actually, after this. You, oh, you no, can catch no, up with Magnus. I, I, I might head to your home as well. <laughs> okay. Right, well, Magnus, I think you're one of the more terrifying guests we've had yeah, on. I think so. Um, I certainly wouldn't cross you, um, but I've learned a huge amount about archaeological uh, pilots. Yeah. Um, Magnus, um, is there anything that you'd like to plug before you uh, land your plane there? Yes. Uh, Look, if you if you if you ever if you ever find any anything, give me a call. <laughs> great, great plug. Anything. And, and so, if you, anyone finds anything, give you a shout. Give me a buzz, and I and I and I'll and I'll be there. There's a there's an Australian improviser and and comedian Carlo Ritchie that I'm a big fan of. Uh, would you recommend uh, finding him on like social media, following him? I I wouldn't. No, no. not worth it. Um, <laughs> it's mostly. I mean, if you like facts about the Titanic, you know, trying to pretend that they're jokes or old train <laughs> maps of Australia from the yeah, 1930s yeah. again. Again, pretending to be jokes. Yeah, sure, you could follow him. But, I mean, if if you're into absolutely anything else, and I cannot stress this about <laughs> you're into anything, anything Literally else, anything. Yeah. You, won't, you won't like it. Well, we are a history podcast. We have yeah, a bunch yeah, of history buffs yeah. that do listen in because we do uh, real-time, like, real history, real facts. Yeah. Um, that's one of our catchphrases here, real history, real facts. So maybe, you know, one of our listeners or a few of our listeners would be interested in that sort of stuff. So check it out. Uh, is it at it. Carlo Ritchie? Would that be? I think so, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, Again, I, I, don't go, I don't go into that kind of nonsense. <laughs> well, uh, Magnus, we'll see you in a few minutes. Um, there's a bit of space in the backfield if you want to land the plane there. 
I can hear him coming in. Yeah, yeah, he's, okay, yeah, he's coming right. in a little yeah, hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if I can tell. Well, he seems like he's coming in fast. Great. I mean, um, I mean, I guess until that time, that's what's after happening. In 1162, a man jumped to the moon. In 491, Galileo made the sun. In 1287, was the first ever Kevin. In 1919, Martin Sheen became queen. Something's after going on. What's the crack with this thing? 